How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies, that was, was who was that supposed to be? Nothing. That's nothing. It was, it was a cross between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Elmer Fudd. Yeah, I'll take that. It was nice. I'll it take was that. nice. I, very unique. Thank you. One of a kind. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, welcome to episode 126 of How About That Cigar Live. And as always, live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are in the world right now. Watching us live on Facebook, watching us live on YouTube. And for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar part of your audio podcast rotation. Uh, and we want to tell you about a awesome new size in the Drew Estates leather rose, the Deadwood leather rose. The boldest of the four bewitching Deadwood sisters is showing off a new side of her sultry personality oh, yeah. with Drew Estates launch of the Deadwood leather rose petite Corona. The spiciest of the Deadwood ladies, Leather Rose features a rich Maduro wrapper around an aromatic and exotic blend of aged, dark, air-cured tobaccos that offers an enchanting, bold, and sweet profile with notes of cedar, oak, white pepper, and earth that will leave you longing for more. The 4x43 Deadwood Leather Rose Petite Corona will be presented in 24-count boxes with an MSRP of $6.95 per cigar. For more info, Please visit DrewEstate.com. So, episode 126, Monday night, our favorite night of the week. As always, guys, talk to us. Let us know what you're out there drinking and smoking along with us in the comments. Uh, and we have a great show tonight. Some very, uh, It's a new show concept that we're going to have some fun with. Uh, so, the NFL season, we're in week two. My Green Bay Packers are playing as we speak uh, against uh, the Lions. Uh, it's a, you know, so far it's a tight game, but you know, we'll see how things go. Uh, Green Bay played horribly week one. Uh, it is what it is. Um, the Vikings played yesterday. Mm, Did they though? They did. They played, they played really well actually until the very end. What is it with the Vikings and kickers since 1998? Since 1998, yeah, it's uh, there's something about, and we even talked about this because we watched the game together at uh, at Red's uh, Cigar Club and Lounge in Minneapolis. Shout out to you guys. Um, when the when the last play was run, got down to 38 seconds on the clock, and they let the clock keep running. And I said, "This is not a smart idea. They should not be doing this. They should not." Uh, run the clock down to three seconds and let the let the kicker uh, decide the fate. Yeah, they, they they should have run another play. I was like, get six more yards. Absolutely, get six more yards. Yeah, and they I don't know why they did what they did, but you know, it's in the past, so it was a very strange. The only yeah, Coop had it as his cold uh, cold lead pipe. Pick, uh, which you know, I and it's funny because I told Coop at the beginning of the season, do not include Minnesota in any of your cold locks. Uh, <laughs> they will disappoint. They will disappoint one way or another. <laughs> okay, Coop, I love you. So Coop's already firing off in the comments. Yep. If Matt Lafleur loses <laughs> to the Lions tonight, he should not be brought back for Week Three. That's uh, I'm I'm. So I, 
I am not thrilled with LaFleur's performance either, but that's, I'm going to say that's a little extreme, but uh, we'll see how the game goes tonight. Well, I feel like LaFleur is a lot like Kirk Cousins. They look really good on paper. <laughs> they look good on paper. Kirk Cousins stats from that game are solid. Yeah. His, he, he, Kirk Cousins played a great game. He really did. I think the offensive line played a great game. Dalvin Cook had a fantastic first half. He had a decent second half. But overall had a great game. But overall he had a great game. And it was it was such a fun game as a football fan to watch because it was back and forth, lead changes, and, you know, tight score. But then, you know, the Vikings, they, sh they should never, they should never leave it in hand. I don't care if there's... If if it's the NFC Championship game and there's two seconds left in the game, and it's fourth down and the Vikings are in field goal range, don't send the field goal team out on the field. No, don't Hail do Mary. it. Don't do it. Hail Mary time. Um, it's just there's too too much history there. I know that you know from a game perspective, you're supposed to just yeah. That's what you're. That's the move you're supposed to make. But I don't know. It just seems kind of silly. To I'm me. still sticking with uh, seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. I'm my... I'm still sticking with Green Bay going ten and six, but uh again. Uh if 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 tonight turns Green Bay's beginning of the season into 0 and two, then that ten and six is gonna change real quick. Yeah. So probably to eight and eight. But Coop, we'll but we'll Coop's Giants. Yeah, Coop, Coop the Giants are, you know, they're they're terrible, but they've got some bright spots. They do have bright spots. Um it's a rebuilding year. Is that what they say? It is, but I think they have uh, late season potential. I think they have more late season potential than the Vikings certainly have, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, enough about football. Let's talk about cigars. This is, after all, a cigar show. Oh, is that what we're doing? It is. It's okay. a cigar show. It's episode 126 of How About That Cigar Live. So let's get to our special guest of the evening. And as always, guys, Special guests on How About That Cigar Live are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American... President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together. Let's give a warm welcome to How About That Cigar, episode 126, Ben the Bull Shark Lee. Woo! How's it going, everybody? Ben, it is a beautiful night. Thank you so much for representing the smoking syndicate here on how about that cigar live we are so excited to talk about what you have going on uh you have a ton of experience in in the cigar media world and uh we've been you know even before we knew you 
we were we were fans of yours and followers of yours. So, man, thank you so much for being on episode 126. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, man. Well, when, I mean, when you went and joined the, the, the Coop team, um, I said that you were the the number one uh, free agent in the industry. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so you're a rock star, brother. We, we love you. For those who don't, for who've been hiding under a rock of cigar media, can you give us a little bit of, you know, what have you done in the cigar industry and um, to where you are today? So I first started smoking cigars in college in 1998. So um, around that time, there wasn't, there was no blogs, there's nothing like that out there. So I joined a forum called Cigar Weekly, and I was very, very active there. I still am. I still do articles for them every now and then. Um, I used to do reviews on there and stuff. And two of the guys originally on there, they started a site called Nice Tight Ash. And they asked me if I would do a guest review on there. So I did it. It was on the Illusione Cruzado at the time. I love that cigar. And it everybody seemed to really like it. They, they really loved the, the writing style that I had or whatever. So I joined them permanently. And I was with them until uh that was in 2006 i joined them i think it was i was 2009 i joined stugger review um and i was with stugger review and i i, I joined them because nice and Ash, the two guys that ran it basically they started they were they were uh, single guys at the time but then during over the three years they got married had families moved on changed jobs life right happens so i joined the stugger review crew because we had all been hanging out together and all the different cigar media trips we went on tour factories and fields and all that stuff. And it was kind of a natural fit because we were all, you know, got along really well, good chemistry. So I was there until last year. Um, and basically kind of the same thing happened. A lot of those guys had dropped off because, you know, issues with jobs and, and family or whatnot, just, you know, life again. Um, and I just couldn't, really do the whole site by myself i just hadn't i didn't have enough time to devote to that so um kind of took a little bit of a like semi-retirement for a while just kind of enjoyed hanging out in cigar shop just on the cigars for pure enjoyment not trying to dissect or anything and a few people in the industry started texting me and talking to me about you know hey you know what are you doing when are you going to come back when are you going to do something so and that's when um Coop and I had started talking. He's like, "Man, if you ever wanted to come on, you, you know, you're welcome to our site." So um, that's kind of what way it happened, you know. Uh, yeah, Coop and I have been friends for a really long time, so we've known each other, you know, and we've been good friends for a while. So that seemed like a natural fit as well, you know. So you know, joined on with him and kind of doing a little bit now on. His site, what I kind of did with Stunger Review, we did a lot of video reviews on Stunger Review. I'm going to do the same thing here with our new, um, kind of our, uh, the new, I don't know what you call it, a site. it's not really a site, it's a channel on YouTube called The Smoking Syndicate. And what that came about was, it was going to be me doing video reviews, but that's not the main concept. The main concept of it was, you know, me and Coop or, 
you know, the whole team, Duke team with, with Barrett Aaron, we'll, we'll go in there and do what we call the round table, which we're having our first episode Thursday night at nine o'clock Eastern time. And we're going to basically do a live review of a cigar. And we kind of did the same thing back in the day in Sugar uh, Review in a little bit different of a way. Everybody loved it, and it's a lot of fun. So we tried to do that, but it's not open to just certain people. Like, it's just not, you know, just Coop and I, or it's not just, you know, Coop, I, Bear, and Eric. And y'all can do it. Y'all can come on the show. We'll do a live review on it, you know, or, you know, anybody, anybody can come on there. And we'll just do a live review to pick a cigar and go over it, do a live review and stuff. And it's kind of the concept of it. Kind of how we came up with the name of Smoking Syndicate, too. It's not just one person, right? Kind of a syndicate is a group of people for one common goal. The goal is, you know, passion cigars and reviewing cigars. So that's kind of how that all kind of evolved. And we're going to be doing more stuff on there, like some uh, different, you know, kind of smoke of the week stuff and like that. You know, we'll be doing yeah. different things. That's kind of how this all evolved from forums to that. So it's been a long ride. And I've been going to RTDA, our trade show, for was 2005 until now. So nice. I've been to about 12 or 13, because I missed a couple of years. It's about 12 or 13 different trade shows. Yeah. Well, and you, you know, like Garrett said, you have so much experience and, you know, a, a lot of respect. And, you know, we were... Um, we were excited to see when you landed with, uh, with, with the cigar coop, uh, team or what, what is people call it the dynasty or the, uh, you know, cause coop is the empire. <laughs> the em, yeah, the cause empire. Coop, coop is building a coop is building a, a, a great brand with a lot of different facets to it. And, uh, it's cool to see, um, you adding your, your piece to that because it, it, uh, it brings a lot of experience with it. And, and I think people, People definitely like to see that. I know that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was like I said, it was kind of a natural fit, you know. Just you know, all of us are good friends. You know, we're, we're I see us all kind of a just a big extended family, so it just kind of tightened in the family, right? So 100%. it just seemed natural. Honestly, it did for yeah. sure. What are you smoking tonight? Um. Well, I I got a whole lineup, but right now what I'm smoking is. Oh. Crux mm. This I love Crux. I love Crux cigars. They don't to me. They don't make anything that I want smoke. Um, but this the limitada dude is just. Isn't that a out of the park a, home run for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, when it was the first was I think if I, remember, if I understand this right, this used to be the PB five. That's now yeah. it's called a limitada. Dude, the PB5, I've got, I've gone through so many boxes of those. I still have four boxes inside of my humidor, my tower humidor in my office. I love this. Yeah. And they're rebranded. Yeah, it just gets better over sharp. time. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, uh, especially oh. with the five packs. With yes. the, oh, the five oh, The yeah. box yeah. comes with singles and a five pack. That's yep. freaking brilliant. I it's love cheap. that. Yeah. yeah. We just talked to Jeff about that at, uh, at Cigars and Baseball. Um, last uh, Wednesday, we talked to uh, Jeff Hogan from Crux about that, and he said it's just it's it. The retailers have been so grateful for that because, and and also it helps them from the standpoint of of doing business because they don't have to worry about 
shipping all these wood boxes and worrying about whether they're going to be able to get their hands on materials to make all these wood boxes. They can, they can ship the boxes first time to the retailer and then just keep refilling them with those five pack boxes. And, and uh, a lot of the retailers at the beginning were upset about it, but then as time went on, the retailers actually loved it because they didn't have to rearrange anything on the shelf. They just refilled the boxes. When I was even, I was chatting with Hogan today because I was in Detroit and Toledo and it was amazing to see most of the humidors carrying crux and they said that they're they're killing it out there and i i love to to see that they're obviously hometown boys so you know you got to root for your right hometown team but uh no love it matt yeah the you, whole that whole crew is awesome they really are yeah it's great what i like is about the five pack is like when i go like they're doing really up here in dallas texas they're doing fantastic here too. They're in pretty much every shop I go to. They're there, and like for me, the Epicure is my go-to line. I love the yeah. Epicure, and I love to be able to walk in there. I just grab the five pack and go. So then I have one that's smoke there and some that I bring home with me. It's just so it just, yeah, yep. So uh, I actually just I was I was finishing up a, a Cavalier uh, Black. Is this the Cavalier Black? black too? Yeah. So I just finished that oh, up. Those are so uh, good. Pre-game. And then just now fired up a Neanderthal HS, which uh, was first only available in uh, in Europe and is now available. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's available at most mm-hmm. most places in the states that where you can get uh, Roma Craft products. And everybody knows 46 ring gauge. That's my ring gauge of choice. I think the blend works very well in this in this Vitola. Yeah. That's my favorite Neanderthal. Oh, for sure. Uh, for me, uh, a new one. I have never had Sereno. Oh, yeah. Uh, my first Sereno. And where have you been all my life? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't had one in, in a couple of years. And Garrett, you were nice enough to give me one. I may smoke later. But uh, I hadn't had one, and I had that same cigar maybe, I want to say three years ago. Um, but they're they're tough to get up here in Minnesota. So they're, yeah, they're they're unless you're going on an online retailer, or yeah. find some retailer that will ship to you. Um, but you know, it's so fun to go and travel and see other humidors and see what looks like a good cigar yeah and you've never heard of it before or you've yeah. never smoked it before and i saw this and i said tell me about the sereno and he looked at me like i thought you did cigar podcasting and reviews <laughs> and you don't know about sereno and then i was like no <laughs> yeah and sometimes sometimes even even in cigar media you know, we, we find out about things that we've never heard of before and we have to, you know, sometimes sort of sheepishly hang our yep. heads and go, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. No, I've never, never heard of that before, but I'm, yeah. I'm, we're happy to learn about it. Absolutely. So tonight we have a special new concept and you know, it's, this is one of those things that, that we give shout outs and respect to everybody in cigar media that's been doing this for years, because one of the things and and Ben, you probably ran into this when you were first brainstorming and putting together ideas for the smoking syndicate because it's it's not easy to find things that haven't been done before to find original ideas. Right. 
and you know it takes work and it takes um research and and just just a lot of you know uh sitting and you know with music on sometimes just trying to come up with new stuff and tonight's show concept may not be a new thing but i think it's a i think it's a a twist on uh, an interesting twist on maybe some of these things before and so I was I came up with this idea because I have a cabinet humidor downstairs in my house where I store all my cigars and I have a, a bunch of shelves in the humidor and then on the lower part it has a bunch of shelves but I actually removed two of the lower shelves so that there are wider gaps and that's where I store most of my full boxes and stuff that I want to age long term. Uh, because sometimes you want to see what a cigar tastes like a year from now or two years from now or five years from now. Um, and sometimes it's just a special box that you want to save for, you know, a kid's graduation or your kid's wedding or something like that. So that's my sort of my aging section. So I, I thought about, you know, when I'm going in there every day to get cigars out to smoke, you know, the, I, I tend to keep stuff that I are my everyday cigars. I keep those on the higher shelves because they're easy to get to. And then the stuff that maybe is like review cigars or stuff that is is uh, uh, maybe a little higher end that I don't smoke as often. I keep those somewhere in the middle and so on and so forth. So I started just saying, let's let's put together some other people on the show uh, and find out kind of where they would put these brands and uh, on their shelf. So we're not going to go through every brand, of course, tonight, but we're going to go through, um, I think, four or five brands. And I couldn't decide what to call this. And I think Coop is going to enjoy this because I know he's a huge fan of this group. So this is the first, this is the inaugural episode on How About That Scar of tears for fears <laughs> i love it and that's a ju just terrible terrible pun uh, play on words pun. i just couldn't couldn't resist so love it. here's how we're going to break it down we have our top tier and then we have our middle tier we have our lower tier and then finally we have our aging tier so if you've got a cabinet humidor similar to this or or some kind of setup like this these are the cigars that that maybe you say I do I like them and I smoke them regularly, but I also like to maybe set set aside some of these to age. So that's that's what we're looking at here on tonight's show on episode one twenty six. So I have some brands already set aside, and so we don't get in the weeds. I picked from each of these brands. I picked four facings from each brand, and we're not going to be Vitola specific on this if. If we name a certain uh, uh, line from a cigar company, it doesn't matter what the Vitola is. You know, if you want to name one, certainly, you know, go for it. But we're not going to worry about Vitola specifically. And you're going to say, out of these four blends, which one you would put in top tier, which one's in middle, which one's on the low bottom shelf. And then if there's going to be a wild card that you're going to put in the aging cabinet, that's what we're going to go with. Can, can we... Can we break it up? You can break it up. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 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 doing this blind too. Yeah. So I didn't tell Garrett either what these were. So, all right. 
You ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. So the first brand of the evening is Espinosa Premium Cigars. So Espinosa, obviously, um, very respected brand. They have a ton of lines, but I pared it down to these four. Okay. So let's start with the 601 Red, which is a cigar that I've enjoyed for a long time. It's a cigar that actually has done really well for Espinosa. Uh, from bloggers, from cigar aficionado, it's uh, and and for their consumers, it's a cigar that's done really well. So, um, then the next on the list for Espinosa, we have the Las oh. Ses Provenzas or the Six Provinces, and then we have the Laranja. There's my baby from Espinosa, mm, and then we have the, the 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 classic blend that introduced me to. Espinosa as a brand, which is the Espinosa Habano. So, Ben, when you're looking at those four lines from Espinosa, where are you going to tier those four lines? Okay, so just so I get this right, top shelf is like our best of best, or is that how in the middle, in like middle shelf is every day, or what? Top top shelf is um yeah top shelf is going to be your top of the line like you love it like like out of this world cigar that maybe you don't smoke all the time but you love them and you smoke them you know it's part of your rotation Mm. uh coop was quick to answer this Coop's already got his uh, his lineup. Well, Coop's already on it. Ben, what do you think? Okay, so I'm going to have to go. This is a tough one because the Laranja is my favorite cigar that they do. So Same. to me, I would put man, top desktop shelf. The other problem with that is I spoke to them quite often because I, I can't seem to hold on to those cigars, right? Same here. So that's a tough one. And I don't know how they age because, honestly, they don't last long here. Correct. In my I house, they, they don't last. age as well. Yeah, I've I would never, think I've never, I, I can't. I can't say whether or not they age well because I've never aged them. I always smoke them when I get them. Well, I, so. I can tell yeah, you this. Me too. I, I've had a three-year-old... Laranja, and it was starting to age out. Okay. Okay. So that I would stick that one. That would probably be. I'll just go. I'm gonna put that in the top shelf. The uh, says provinces. That one I'm gonna put age, because I just see that one aging so so well. So that one I'll put there. 601 red, I would probably put lower shelf because I've never that one's I like it, but I don't love it. It's okay. Um the Habano. You know, I haven't had one of those in so so long. And that um, used to be one of my that used to be one of my everyday cigars the six or the uh the espinosa bono used to be one of my everyday cigars yeah i haven't had many of those and it's been i would say a couple years at least since i've had one 
I, I would say I would put that probably uh, I'd probably put lower shelf on that one as well. Okay. Just because I haven't had it in so long. So if I haven't had that many, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. not something I would reach for very much. Garrett, what are you thinking on Espinosa? So I'm going to age the red and the sace. Um, I'm putting Laranja on. I'm putting them on tier two and the Habano on tier three. Okay. So I, I was, I totally caught all that, but just in case say it again, cause I wasn't <laughs> listening. I'm aging the red and the Sace. Okay. Larange is going tier two. Okay. And Habano three. All right. So I am going to say I'm going to put Laranja on the top shelf. I'm going to age. I'm going to I'm going to age the 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 Sace prevents us and I'm going to put uh I'm going to put the Espinosa Habano on the middle shelf and I'm going to put 601 red on the on the bottom shelf because there's similar 601 red and Espinosa Habano do have some similarities but I like the overall blend of the Espinosa Habano a little better than the than the red and for me it's I don't know how the red or the Sace are going to age I've never had an aged uh, and and I think with their tobaccos, they're going to age well. But it's always an experiment, right? If you've never yeah. had that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I've had some failures aging. Believe me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hey, and guys, yeah, because if I remember right, this. Go ahead, right here. No, I was just going to say, uh, not all cigars age well. Um, it's kind of a misnomer. Hundred percent. If you decide, you know, you're like, this is an eight-year-old X and it's going to be awesome after eight years. That's not always the case with cigars. Cigars do age out. All right. So our next brand on the block oh, is. Balls. Oh, balls. You, you might have heard of it. <laughs> it's called Padrone. And yeah, it's easy. Padrone is obviously one of the most popular brands around the world uh, fantastic brand of cigars. So for Padron, we have, and, and we're going to open this one up a little bit. So, you know, the, in, in Padron, you've got what I call, you know, the, the, the Padron series, the standard the series, thousand the thousand series, series you know, yes. so, yeah. so you can, I, I just put up the 3000 natural, but we can say any of the thousand series, in in your choice of maduro or natural and then we have uh a nice simple cigar uh just you know it's just the padrone 50 years it's just a simple little cigar simple uh one that actually i've never had um 50 no no not the no not the the 50 50 not the 50 dollar 50 50 no i have not okay oh i guess i haven't either um, and then we have 
So this one I'm going to be specific on because, and I'm I'm doing this because I'm biased. So in the 64, I I prefer the natural in the 64, but then moving into the 26, I prefer the Maduro. Now I think they're all good, but if I had if I had to only choose one, I'd choose the 26 Maduro and the 64 natural. So that's what we're going with on on Padron. So and if you want to mix it up, you mm-hmm. certainly can. And Garrett's the opposite, okay, actually. Absolutely the opposite. Me too. I'm the opposite. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, Ben, what do you got? Okay, this is this is easy. For one, I put absolutely no padrones in the aging aging gear. Absolutely not. You never, ever, ever want to age a padrone. I got a little story. Also, I show this quickly. So I had a special humidor that I had when I lived in Tallahassee and it was just 150 count humidor, nothing major. So when I moved from Houston to Tallahassee, I lived there for three years before I moved to Dallas. I, I pack up, you know, all of my stuff in these uh, sealed containers, uh, you know, and stuff. And we, and we moved. Well, I had forgot one that I put in this humidor. I forgot this humidor was in there. So when I'm getting ready to move to Dallas, I'm going, I'm like, what is this in here? Thinking, was an empty one? And I opened it up, full of cigar swag and stuff and a humidor. I'm like, what? One, what the hell is a humidor doing in here? And I opened it up. Half half of it was all Padrones, mostly the Anniversary Series, 45s, 80s, all, everything. 64, 26 was everything. The other side was all Opus X. Because I'm a big Opus X guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking when I did this? So <laughs> I take them out. And of course, it's it's you know, they're they're it, they're humidified with and they're it's in their sealed, but this thing has been locked up for almost three years. So I pull them out, and it's humid in Tallahassee. It's you know, the average humidity is is a, what normal humidor is, it ranges in the 70s and 80s. So I'm like, oh, I'm kind of worried about it. Then I, uh, there's, I have a little, uh, a little hygrometer in there. It's like our hygrometer, and the battery was still working, and it still said that they were perfectly humidified. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. I got all these age padrones in here because they were in this humidor before I packed them. This humidor, I built this humidor five years before that. So these are eight-year-old cigars. So I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be awesome. I pull out a 26 natural number two. My favorite 1926. I go light it up, think I'm about to have this moment, this amazing moment. It was terrible. They lost every bit of the flavor. There was there was nothing, absolutely nothing there. No, there was I was no notes. It was like a slight woodiness with a slight bit of maybe hay. That's it. It was just there was no flavor at all. And I'm actually posting on Instagram telling people, like, oh, my God, this is my experience I just had. And I find a quote from Orlando Padron saying, don't age my cigars. I've already done it for you. When they get to you, they're ready to smoke. Don't age them. And I said, he is 1,000% right. These They lost everything, right? So, so when I get Padrones, they're gone because I'm going to get more. They're everywhere, right? So for me, I would put the 50 top shelf for sure and i would put all the rest of them um 
they would uh let's see i would put all of them on the middle shelf except the thousand series i put on the lower shelf and okay. not because i still smoke those today i still enjoy those but yeah. when you when you get used to smoking the anniversary series those are got those are a little bit rough right they're a little bit rough around the edges they're still fantastic cigars i will smoke one right now i have no problem with them but they're rough around the edges so if I could pay a, a little bit more and get an anniversary series, I w- I'm going to do that every single time. For yeah. me, the 64, my go-to 64 is a 64 and uh, uh, the Imperial Maduro, yep. which is kind of almost kind of a, almost kind of Corona Gordish, which is my favorite size of a cigar. Um, the 26, I like the natural. My favorite is the number two torpedo. I just always seem to grab those. I don't know why. But to me, I, I kind of prefer the natural in the 26, but Duro in the 64. So those would go on the t- on middle, uh, yeah, middle shelf. Okay. You can you can absolutely just copy what was said <laughs> over to my column. Uh, so I'm just writing same. That's, yeah, I'm just writing same. Um, so that's 100. <laughs> and I too have a story about uh, old padrones. Uh, I don't remember if. Um, I don't know if you remember last year mm-hmm. I bought a, uh, you know, a guy passed away and I bought uh, this huge estate of, of cigars, tons of old, old stuff. And uh, all the Fuente stuff did really well, aged really well. It was amazing. Matt had, you know, one of the old Inejos that were in there. That was fantastic. I had one of the 26s, same thing, no flavor. It was like yeah. smoking smoke. It w- there was nothing to it at all. So I concur. Do not age padrones. Coop echoes it. Do not age padrones. So if you guys have them, smoke them. Yeah, I have one more that that of absolute do not age, but I'm waiting because I think they might be coming up. So I'll wait. It might be. We'll see. So I'm going to, I'm I'm gonna obviously put if if I ever get my hands on any of the 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 fifty year, I'm gonna absolutely put those on the top shelf. But I'm also putting the sixty four natural on the top shelf, and I'm putting twenty six Maduro on the middle shelf, and the thousand series on the on the lower shelf. Um, I have, I think the oldest Padron I've ever smoked was five years and i've heard some people say that they've had good luck aging padrone thousand series but um i've heard way more people say that that they've had bad experiences aging those cigars so i agree with you know i i agree with the master who said don't age my cigars they're made to be smoked right now so i agree with him now we'll say one thing about the thousand series though they you to me, you can't age them for just a little while, you're right? Like no more than three years. And the only thing that I, that I can say that, that, that changes them is that rough, I call it more of a rustic kind of a smoke where it's a little bit rougher on the edges. It kind of smooths them out a little bit. But you go past three, you start taking a massive decline in the flavor. Then the flavor goes. That's that's pretty much it. Well, and the other the other factor too is obviously, you know, padrones aren't celloed. Um, yep, some of them are in a tube, but the thousand series are cellos. 
Oh, the thousand series are yeah. solid, right? But the sixty fours and twenty sixes and the anniversary anniversary series, <clears throat> and that that toothy wrapper. If you have a toothy wrapper cigar and it's in your travel humidor, those bumps and nubs will start to rub off. They'll even sandpaper your other cigars. I've had it happen. <laughs> yeah. So do not let the uh, smoke those. Yeah. And if you, I, I wanted to include this one, but the, uh, the 90 in the tube is just so, so, so good. So if you see those 90s in a tube, just buy them. They're so incredibly good. They're worth it. Yeah. All right. So, matter of fact, I think that was my 2015 cigar of the year from like 15 or 14. I can't remember. Whatever the year they came out was my cigar of the year. Yeah, and I actually like the natural more than the Maduro in, the, in that. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, so funny because I, I too. I like the Maduro more <laughs> in, in the ninety. Um, <laughs> it's really close. It's really close. They're both great cigars. All right. So our next this is a this is a shift. Ooh, this is a change. Is our a change. next brand, our next brand that we're gonna sort into our humidor is Cao cigars so for cao i tried to i well today cao okay okay so i with all these brands i tried to choose facings from the brands that are well known and whether they've been on the market for a while or or newer brands and ones that are well known and seem to have some traction in sales nationwide you know they may not be top performers but they're still they're still staples in a lot of humidors so starting off for cao we have the amazon basin next for cao we have the cao pilon next we have the cao vision and I'm talking the CAO vision that was released <laughs> recently. And next we have oh, the CAO Brasilia. So, Ben, of those four CAO facings, where are you stocking those in your humidor? Can can we say okay. sorry to um, Ricky already? Yeah, you break yourself. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I would probably put. I I really like the Pallone and the Amazon base. I think those are really good cigars. I agree. Um, I would put those. I would probably put those. I would would probably actually put the Amazon base in the Asian cabinet. Um, I would probably put the Pallone on. The middle shelf, I because I've gone through a couple boxes of those. Um, the Brazilian is a little bit different. And that was hard for me because I that was one of my go tos when before CEO became folded in general. I love that cigar. Now that general has it, it's kind of, it's lost a lot of its its, its magic in it. Had. So I'll put that on the lower shelf. The vision I wouldn't even allow in my humidor. I would toss that into the garbage bin. Does that count? Is there a garbage bin one? Because that's where that would be. 
or we'll, or a friends and family we'll, uh, we'll, shelf. We'll say the friends and we the friends and family uh, um, Tupper door. I don't know, man. I like my friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say we'll say the Tupper door for the neighbor who never returns your tools. Okay, that's oh yeah. That goes. <laughs> That's it. So, Garrett, what do you? Where do you have the CAOs? It's interesting. Uh, aging the basin. I've never had an old basin. Yes, you have. I gave you because I bought, and I was going to mention this after Ben did. So last, dur- oh. during COVID, I bought. I found a guy who had a, that's an right. OG box of Amazon basins, and I bought five from him. Yep, and I gave you one yeah, of those. That's true. And yeah, I agree. Age the basins because they, yeah, uh, in my experience, that, they did, did they age did age well. pretty well. I totally forgot. And that the polo- that was the polones, I'm curious about too, to see how they would smoke after, you know, three or four years. Do we what what is the what is the wrapper on that polone? The polone, I I got to look it up. Um. So for me, um, yeah, I guess I would age the basin. I would put the polone on. I'll give the polone the second tier. Um, and the Brazil, I'm. I'm not a fan of the Brazil. It's just, for me, it's not a. It doesn't hit for me, and. Uh, and uh, my my vision can go in in Ben's. I'll give his 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 neighbor my, my cigar. <laughs> I'm with you. The original vision. I never smoked it back when it first came out. Was great. So I've heard that it was very good, but it's a totally different cigar. It is it a was. Totally different cigar. Um, yeah the the so the pillow and I looked it up. It's uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and fillers, and Ecuadorian so Habano well. does have a you know tendency to age pretty well so that could that could be interesting after a few years it could um the brasilia for me i'm gonna put uh bottom shelf i the brasilia for me has been inconsistent over the years where i'll smoke one and then i'll smoke one six months later and it just feels and tastes like a different cigar um now whether that's you know the the humidor at the shop i'm buying it from i don't really know uh, but I'm I'm gonna age the Amazon. I'm gonna age the Pallone. Uh I'm gonna put the Brasilia on the bottom shelf, and uh, the Vision. I'm gonna politely uh, decline. Uh, real quick, before we switch off a of CAO, have you guys had the new Cameroon? The new Cameroon? There's a new no. that new CAO Cameroon. I don't think it's new. The 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 bright green label. That's just a re. I believe Is it as a rebrand. I believe that's just a rebranding of the existing CAO Cameroon. Ben, do you happen to know if that new? Uh, I don't. I would tell you that that was one of the best cigars they made back in the day. Too. Yeah, it was fantastic. I had it the other day. I'll have to buy some because I, I. But I think it's yeah, me too. Redesign of the branding. Is it okay? I think. Uh, so good. So, 
All right. So the next brand is. Oh, snap. Roma Craft. <laughs> All right. So Roma Craft, again, is it's tough to choose just four facings. But. um, Oh, for some reason, I got one of those in there twice, but that's fine. All right. So for Roma Craft, we have what I'm smoking right now, the Neanderthal. We also have Intemperance EC. We have the Whiskey Rebellion. And we have what started it all, the Cro-Magnon. So where are you stocking those in your humidor, Ben? Okay. Um, This is tough because, okay, I have a little little aging story about Romacraft, too. Um, So the Neanderthal, when they first came out, I bought, as soon as they came out, I bought a box of them, right? I don't really like very, very powerful, spicy cigars. A lot of, you know, that big bump in the face when you smoke it. So I originally bought it because I, I, I know Skip Martin so well. I kind of knew what I was going to get when I got this cigar. But I bought them anyway because I, I love those guys to death. I want to support my friends. So I bought a box of it. So I got a bit and I smoked. I was like, holy crap, this is this is too much. I, I can't I can't do it. This is, this, this is not in my wheelhouse. Quality cigar, just not for me. So I put them up, and I was, at, you know, I bought it when I was in Linda Houston. You know, and they, they sold out quick, you know. So I gave I gave one or two friends here and there. And when I moved to Tallahassee, my shop there brought in the Romacraft line. And the Neanderthals flew off the shelves. They could not keep them in stock. They, were, like, they would come in, and then they were gone. So... A, a buddy of mine that would come in, he would literally chain smoke, chain smoke these Neanderthals. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. It was insane. But he'd be back to back smoking these. How he didn't die, not really sure. But <laughs> when they ran out, he's like, oh my God, you know, I, I can't believe we don't have any more of these. Oh, geez. So I said, well, I got a couple. Let me, I'll bring them in to you, you know, whatever. And I, so I grabbed like three of them out of this box. It's like halfway empty now. I bring him in. I give him one. Another friend of mine, his name is Luke Crosshair. He, he, he pops in on a lot of these shows all the time, too. I gave him one. He loves that big, powerful, strong stuff. And he starts to say, oh, this is different. And the guy from is like, going to chase me. He's like, man, this is a lot smoother than the, the ones that we smoked in here. And I'm like, what? And he's not really a cigar. Like, he smokes cigar, but he doesn't really know cigars, right? I'm like, that's odd. And my buddy's like, yeah, they lost a lot of power, man. I don't know about this. I don't know if I like this, but I'm like, hmm, the hell? So I had one left. So I, I lit it up. I was like, oh, my God. They were so, so delicious. They aged and they got so smooth. I got a ton of different flavors out of the cigar that I didn't get when they were fresh. Yeah. So you take that in the inner thought, that's immediately going to aging. Cro-Magnon's aged very, very well, too. Um, but I, I love those cigars. So those, I would probably, man, that's a tough call. It would either be top shelf or aging, honestly. Mm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go aging. I'm just going to go aging with that one. Um, the Intemperance, the EC. The Kinetic, I love the Kinetic. I smoke those all the time. That will probably go bell shelf because they don't last. I just smoke them. I just smoke the crap out of them. 
Um, the Whiskey Rebellion, probably the same. I probably put it, you know, middle shelf. Um, I have some that have got a little bit aged, and to me, they lose a little bit. Like I like them, I like them more fresh, new than I do aged. So I'll put those in the middle shelf as well. All right. What about you, Garrett, for Roma Craft? I am splitting the Neanderthal and the Cro-Mag between top shelf and aging. So I'm aging half of each and putting top shelf of each. Uh, the Intemperance and Whiskey I'm putting on the third row. Okay. Um, I, I've never had an aged either of those. So I don't know how they do personally. Okay. So I have a similar experience to Ben with the Neanderthal. Um, about two years ago, Mike Rosales was in town at Tobacco Grove. Uh, right after Tobacco Grove brought Roma Craft into the humidor. Uh, and they were the first shop in Minnesota to bring them in. And that was also right. So it was two years ago. It was September. I, I think it was September, maybe October of 2019. Uh, and that's when the Neanderthal LH was hitting shelves. And they got some at Tobacco Grove. I bought some along with a lot of other uh, Roma Crafts that I enjoy a lot. And I just smoked the last one of those LHs within the last two weeks. And it is so good after two years. Mm. And I keep my human. I I rotate my. Uh, I rotate the. And I was talking to Rob from Bovida about this at Cigars and Baseball. I rotate the Bovidas because of the humidity changes we have here in Minnesota. Because mm. it's so stinking hot and humid in the summer, and it's so unbearably dry in the winter. So I have a bunch of. Um, the uh, 69 Bovidas, the big honking, I think it's the 320 gram packs. Yeah. And then I have a bunch of the 62s. Yeah. In the summers, I put the, I fill up the humidor with the 62s. And then around Thanksgiving, I swap them all out and I put in 69s because it's so much drier. And I've had good luck with that over the last couple of years. Uh, but those those LHs aged so well. They smoked so nicely after two years. Um, and I've had the same experience with the Wonderlust. Yep. Um, that it, age it, it ages really, really well. And it's smooth to begin with, but it just... it. Um, so, But I'm an enormous, huge fan of the Whiskey Rebellion. So I'm putting Whiskey Rebellion top shelf. And I know it's actually one of their lower price lines, but for me, I absolutely love the Whiskey Rebellion, especially the Hamilton, that little guy. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love that cigar and could smoke it every day. I've had stretches where I did smoke it every day. That, that's going on my top shelf. Um, and the, the, EC, um, the EC might be going on my top shelf as well because I smoke so many of that cigar. Uh, the Chrome Mag is going on the middle shelf um, because I enjoy it, but it's not, it's just not my favorite, uh, you know, jam from their playlist. But uh, it's, you know, definitely a good cigar. Uh, and I have had a couple older ones. I had a, 
when they first released the Chrome Mag in the in I think it's the Mode Five, which is the little short Perfecto. Yeah. Uh, which I think mm -hmm. those came out in twenty thirteen or somewhere in that neighborhood. I smoked one sometime in this last year, and it definitely had lost something, but was still, you know, it still tasted like a Cro-Magnon. So very good. Yeah, I forgot one. I forgot we were doing the split thing, so I'm changing my Cro-Magnon to a split as well. I, I forgot we could do that. So I think that would be good. Yeah, we didn't even mention my favorite all of all time Roma Craft is Aquatech. That yeah, is I was, my jam. I was, yeah, and I th when I was looking through the lines, it's like I got to narrow it down to four, and I I chose Chromag over Aquatane because Chromag is kind of where it started for them. Right, hundred percent. Yeah. What's um, funny is whenever whenever this the company first launched the company, I don't know if y'all uh, remember this, but basically uh, Skit was selling. 10 pack samplers on Twitter. And I bought one. You know, I had never tried them, but it was my friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna support him. So I bought a pack up. Man, those original chrome magnets are a whole nother level. I I'll never forget uh when I was lived in Mississippi where I'm from. We uh what a lot of my cigar buddies I would go hang out at were firemen and policemen. We would actually go hang out at my hometown's fire department. One of my buddies was a lieutenant. Wherever he was stationed at at night, we would all go there and hang out and have cigars. And the, the my cop buddy, they would pull up and you know they could come and go real easy when they got a call. And we would smoke cigars. And I remember one night, one of my buddies, he's a lieutenant in our local police department. We were smoking a that one of those samplers because it came with like five, I think it was five craniums, and then five different sizes. And there was a, yeah. a special like double XL cranium in there that you, you only got it then. And at the time my, my lieutenant buddy, he was um he also worked at our local hospital for security there. And I met him at the hospital because my wife worked there too. And we just sat on my truck and, and smoked these cigars. Dude, I swear I don't know how the the PD just patrolled around they'd come and pull us like come up on us and see if we were smoking weed or something. Because it looked like a chimney out the window of my truck, it was so much smoke coming out. You couldn't hardly see see inside my truck. It was so rich and oily. There was so much Lajero in it that you, I had to relight it like about seven or eight times. But the flavor was so stunningly good. I did not care. I had to relight the cigar over and over again. So that, I mean, that was such an amazing release. Um, it was so good. Yeah, having to relight it, that, that means it's a bad cigar, right, Ben? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. That's, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yep. It's all that plume. But I kind of figured that because, you know, Skip loves Lara, right? Before yeah. he did this, we were we went on a general cigar trip, and we're, we're, they're letting us roll our own cigars, right? And he sat behind me the, with, his, with his roller behind me, and I'll never forget this. I was laughing so hard. My chest hurt. He kept telling the guy, Mucho Lajero, Mucho Lajero. The guy's like, no, no, no. He's like, no, Mucho Lajero, Mucho Lajero. So <laughs> and we used to, and we played Call of Duty at night too, right? And we would, me and him would always smoke either a La Florida Minicana Double Lajero 660 Maduro, and he would smoke the Juan Nicaragua, the uh, Dark Corojo. And yeah. I didn't really care for that one. It was real, it was kind of earthy and too too much. 
But I knew when those probiotics come out, I was going to be like a bastard child of those two cigars with a lot of Lajera. <laughs> Guess what? That's what we got. So I knew yeah. that like, it wasn't going to probably burn because I was going to have Bucho Lajero in that sucker. <laughs> and it was, but it was so good, man. They they do an excellent job with these lines of cigars. It's perfect. Yeah. That should be a new weasel shirt. Mucho Lajero. Mucho Mucho Lajero. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Skip, get on that. All right, next brands on the list. Oh. Arturo Fuente. Who is that? What's? It's a brand you probably have heard of. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, we've, yeah, Garrett's got his phone case with all his, uh, his opus bands in his in his phone case so my man and this this one yeah. it's it's so tough picking four lines but i picked four that i think cover a lot of the spectrum of of fuente um so we're gonna start out with the classic the one that introduced me to fuente as a brand the one that introduced garrett to premium cigars mm-hmm. and that's the hemingway Mm, that's my baby right there so the fuente hemingway is first Mm. and then we have of course we can't have a fuente list without the opus x oh that's my second baby right there power ranger i like it and now we have the fuente casa cuba Mm. and then to round things off i absolutely had to put this cigar in there for this show the Don Carlos. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so, Ben, where are you putting those four Fuente cigars in your humidor? Oh. Okay. Every one of them will go to the top shelf, except the Opus. The Opus, well, I will, I will I, mm, you know what? I'll split them. I'm going to split them between top shelf and aging. Because let me tell you, there's nothing finer in this world that's going to age Opus X, especially the that Power Ranger. That Power Ranger, oh my God, dude, that is that is such a good cigar. I and let me tell you, this is this is no I'm a big Fuente fanboy. The only cigars that I kind of still chase, honestly, is Opus X. When we go to Vegas for the trade show, I have to go to Casa Fuente to buy Casa Fuente. But I have to go pick out at least one, usually two, of those rare Opus X that are only available in that shop. That they're not anywhere else. I have a dedicated humidor just for these rare Opus Xs, and nothing else is allowed to go in there, and nobody's allowed to touch it. <laughs> so that is my 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 absolute favorite cigar is an Opus X. I'm a hundred percent Opus X guy. Don Carlos and Hemingways, you, you cannot go wrong with either one of those. I smoke them constantly. I smoke I smoke those at least once a week. Most of the time it's it's more than that, especially the Don Carlos. To me, the my Don that's like my everyday Fuente would be a Don Carlos. That's yep. my favorite. What's your Hemingway favorite is what Don Carlos? Uh I gotta pick one. <laughs> you got to pick one. The uh, like the Robusta exercise. What is it? The number two? Is that what the? I think like it's the, the number two. No, the number two is the, yeah, the uh, number t- is the Bellicoso, the torpedo. Yeah. Number three is the uh, number three is the the Corona Gorda 
five and five and three quarter by 46. Uh, the Robusto, I don't recall the name of the size. Um, Garrett, what about you, Fuente? I'm splitting the opuses in top shelf aging. I'm splitting the Hemingways top shelf aging. I'm splitting Don Carlos top shelf and aging. And I am, oh, what do I do with the Casas? Hmm. Those are getting smoked right away. Yeah. So uh for me. Oh I suck at aging Opus X cigars because I smoke them right away. Um there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Don Carlos, I'm I'm splitting top shelf and age um hemingways i'm splitting middle shelf and age casa cuba i'm putting on the middle shelf so that they're within easy reach um because they're gonna get smoked all the time yep uh, because it's a great price point and it's a and it's a great cigar i agree yeah and, and the one that i smoke all the time is a double robusto with don carlos yeah okay it's like a like was it five and yeah five and three quarter by 52 that's my favorite and it's about favorite size of the opus too by far my favorite size of the opus is that is that you know that cedar cedar wrap double double robusto is just stunning that one is like so i love to age my opus i rarely will buy an opus and then smoke it i almost always just i treat them like my cubans they put it they're put away every time i put them away same with my Nejos. I never spoke to new Anejo. All this Anejo I got in there now is 2006. So that so what I do with the Anejo is like I buy them about five pack or ten every year. Take a sharpie right on the back the year of them. Put them in. My, I got a special shelf just for them too. Put them in. And on Christmas Day tradition, I go in there and I find the oldest one I got and I smoke that on Christmas Day after you know with the kids do all their presents. I come outside. And have one of those with some bourbon. That's what I do. Yeah. But the Casa Cuba, that one, that that took a minute for me to get 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 used to, right? Like when I first smoked that, I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this. Now I can't get enough of them. Yes. I think they're sunny. <clears throat> and it's like, uh, what's the one that I go to is the Toro size? The, uh, was it the uh, double double A uh, something? I forgot the name. I don't know the name. It's, it's a Toro yeah. size. Yeah, it's like double Robles or something like that. That one to me, that one is the best size for me by far. Like they're all pretty good, but then that one's like a whole other level. So, but they're well, all I, good. I, I'll smoke them all. And I agree with you a hundred percent on. And they're not on the list because I uh, there's too many to choose from. But the añejos, those cigars when they get a significant amount of age on them, that's one of the few cigars that I've consistently smoked where I get this rich vanilla ice cream kind of where with it's so it like vanilla ice cream and the it mixed with this interesting sort of earthy pepperiness. It's just when, when those cigars get, get old, they just absolutely 
that that's a i mean it's not on the list but screw it that's a that's a phenomenal cigar to age yes and sometimes they're really good fresh too so there was a batch i think it was the 2019 batch it might have been the 2018 batch that i was at stogie's on grand in st paul and i got some of them right when they arrived at the shop and I smoked one of them at the shop and I was very, I mean, not that I've expected it to be a bad cigar, but I was blown away by how great it was right away, as opposed to having to, you know, leave them, leave them quick for a while. So, um, <laughs> I know that He's like, my son just let the dogs out. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all good. No worries. Oh, and thank you, Chad, for the score update. Packers 35, Lions 17. Oh, thank you for that update. I appreciate that. I'm glad to see that um, as opposed to last week's last week's score. Okay, next brand on the list. Oh, we got another brand. Oh snap. Black Label Trading Company. So this one this one was tough because there's the Oveja Negra family of brands. But there's so much going on with all those with with Black Label and Emilio and Dissidents and uh Blackwork Studios. So I did narrow this these are specifically Black Label Trading Company cigars. So the first one I is there's the rest of them Black Label. Yeah. So these these are all directly with underneath the umbrella of Black Label Trading Company. So we have the Bishop's Blend. Then we have the Porcelain. Mm. Then we have the mm -hmm. Salvation. And finally, we have the Viaticum, the Last Rites Viaticum. So... Ben, where are you putting those cigars in your humidor tiers? Bishop, Bishop's blend, I put in the aging because they age really well. Because I've done it, I've got some in there that four years old now. I think the one that came out with the Gordon or Busto, I grabbed a box of each, smoked yeah. half, put the rest away to see what happens. They, they, they actually got every year they get better. Porcelain, I've never aged. I love those cigars; they're great. So that one I smoke often, so top shelf. Uh, Salvation, that one to me I've never really gotten into. I was so I'll put that on the lower shelf. Uh, Last Rites, middle shelf. I really like that cigar. I, I've never had one with any age on it, so I don't really know how that would. I think that one probably would age well too. Okay, Garrett, where are you putting those? So I'm splitting the bishops. I am top shelfing the porcelain. Um, I'm probably splitting the other two as well, actually. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've ever had an aged salvation or viaticum that I know of. Yeah. So I'm going to. I'm going to put the Bishop's Blend in the aging cabinet. Um, I'm going to split the porcelain mm. between aging and top shelf because I really want to know what that cigar tastes like after two or three years in an aging cabinet. I'm just very curious. 
to see what that ends up tasting like after a few years of age. Um, the Salvation, I'm putting top shelf. That's actually a blend that I enjoy a lot. Um, I'm putting Salvation top shelf. Uh, and the Last Rites Viaticum, I'm putting... Uh, I'm going to put it top shelf as well because it's... Uh, I, I think it's really good. And I think it's a special uh, sort of... Uh, they just tweaked it just enough from from the original last rights that I think it takes it over the top. So I'm putting that top shelf. Absolutely. And there's so much, I mean, again, uh, the Oveja Negra family of brands, well, there's a lot of other brands we can go into, um, but, you know, we'll do that. We'll do that on future shows because they have so much good stuff coming out of that factory. That's high rate. Agreed. And I, I would say this too. Their their limiteds to me are a whole nother level. Like yes. they're all stunning. To me, they're way, way better than a core line. But they're supposed to be. That's the whole point. So yeah, that, uh, an amazing job with those. That hyena from last year was fantastic. Oh mm. my god. I loved it. That was such a good cigar. Yeah. I can't wait for my the favorite was the Sinistry. Which one? The Sinistry. Oh, the Sinistry, yes. Yeah. All right, next brand on the list. Oh, shit. It's about to get real. Tatawahe. Okay. So this is another one. It's like, how on earth do I pick just four? Yeah, I know. So I, I specifically, when I was picking out the brands to do on the show i went i went into oh boy. ben's studio is falling apart <laughs> we'll give Hold him up. a second to get his studio back together i had a huge uh, wind gust just now oh yeah <clears throat> yeah we have a cold front coming through finally no more 90 degree weather here finally yeah but um but yeah the, the wind's starting to pick up real heavy now well, hopefully all is well. Hopefully it's just a little bit. Yeah, little wind yeah not I a can't. Big storm. No, no, no. Just a lot of wind. All right. So for Tatuaje, again, very tough to narrow it down because they have so much going on in their brand. So many, so many limited, so many, um, you know, it's, it's a brand that's been on the market for a long time. So I, I started with the original. So the what what we all call the the Tatuaje Brown label, the Selection de Cazadores, and then we have the Tatuaje La Riqueza, and then we have the Tatuaje El Triumphador, and finally the Tatuaje Black Label. So let's start with Garrett while Ben's getting his uh, studio put back together. Garrett, where are you going to put those uh, where are you going to put those Tatuaje cigars in your humidor? Well, I know that they all age well. Every one of those ages well. So 
uh, the question is, I mean, the, the brown and the black, I can smoke all day, air day. Um, well, I could probably smoke them all, all day, air day. But I am going to, I'm going to split the Riqueza and the, the Triumphador. Okay. Um, I'm going to smoke through those blacks because they're, they're just like crack candy to me. Um, they're hard for me to, to age because they're so delicious. Um, so yeah, I'm going to smoke through the black <clears throat> and I'm going to also smoke through the browns. So I'm only aging the Riqueza and the Trumpador. Okay. Ben, what about you for tatuaje? <laughs> okay. So the La Riqueza is to me the most unappreciated tatuaje ever produced. Amen. That cigar yeah. to me is Preach. so stunningly good. Preach. And I know how these age because my shop in Biloxi, Mississippi, they had a lot of La Riqueza. They brought them in because when, when they first came in, they, everybody loved them. And it was one of my favorites. And I actually made the purchase order for the first tattoo run. So that one, um, after a while, kind of stalled. And Tatawai keeps, you know, they keep, he keeps releasing new stuff. So they needed shelf space. So these had sat there for years. So they blew them out. I went in and I bought every single one of them. Nice. They were even better. They were they were so stunningly good. So I know I know for a fact that ages super well. So I'm gonna split that one because I, I probably can't keep my hand out of the box. Brown label is I mean it's just a go to, right? Yeah. It's I'm gonna I, I smoke those constantly. So um they also age really well too. Split that one. Black. Uh, that's, that's a good <laughs> yeah. Mm. I've never had an age black. Uh, oh. I'm going to put that just pure top shelf. Um, what was the other one? I missed the, the fourth one. Triumphador? The, triumph the El Triumphador. Okay, now I know for a fact that it just amazingly well. Too. Yes, it does. Yes, yes, so it does. Split, split that. You know what? Screw it. I'm splitting all of them. All of them, <laughs> top and, and agent. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I have uh, aged some blacks. I have. Uh, I mean, they're not super aged, but um, I've got a 2018 box of blacks that just keep getting better every time I smoke one. Um, El Triumphador, I have some El Triumphadors with cellophane that is that is brown. It is yeah. so dark. Um, and those age great. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to leave, I'm, I'm going to leave the Triumphadors in the aging cabinet. Um, and it's a every once in a while smoke, smoke them when they're, you know, when they, when they hit a certain, hit a certain age uh yeah the brown label there's a growing top shelf there it's a it's a regular smoke uh the la riqueza again uh, just exactly like ben said it's so underrated that's definitely going top shelf um and black label i'm gonna split uh because they age great and they smoke great right right from the shop as well i've got three left from a 2016 box of faustos 
Ooh. And for the last year and a half, I haven't been able to touch them because I can't, they just kept getting better and better and better. So Fausto is another one that ages just beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a little side story about about the Fausto. When they when that came out, that came out with the like a Cinta Creole, right? They came out the same time. And it, when they came out, everybody was like, "Oh my God, the La Casita is such a great cigar!" It was on a lot of people's top ten list. Some of it was the cigar of the year. And I swear to God, I did not like that cigar. I was like, "What am I missing?" I bet I smoked through a box and a half. Trying to figure out what is wrong with me. Like, why don't I like this cigar? Next trade show, we go to do our interview with Pete. I said, dude, I can tell you something. So, what? I said, man, I, I just, I can't get into a lot of, uh, like a Cita. He, he started giggling and said, yeah, but I like, I bet you like the Fausto. I said, I love Fausto. He said, of course. He said, I blended them for two different uh, flavor profiles for two different, for different types of smokers. You don't have to like everything. I'm trying to give something for everybody. So the fact that it's, he said it's kind of rare you find somebody that likes both of those actually. Interesting. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. I thought, like I, I almost felt vindicated. Like, okay, good, because <laughs> the Fausto to me was so good, you know, and, so good. And the the the, the line that the the Escasos right now, I can't get enough of those. Suckers. Yes, dude. I I'm just chain smoking those suckers. Whenever I go somewhere, I'm buying handfuls of them. I can't get enough of them. And every every line, every vitola in there, they're all a little different, but they're all really good. Like I can't tell you, like to me, I'm a I'm a Corona Gorda Lonsdale Corona yeah. guy, right? So I kind of gravitate towards that size. And that to me is the best size for that line. But they're all good. Like I had I had the double corona yesterday morning. It was spectacular. Yeah. So I mean he just knocked out of the park with me. Absolutely. Well, that was it. That's that's our brands that we're going through on this show for the uh, the, the the inaugural session of uh, <laughs> of Tears for Fears. I'm I'm never gonna get over that. <laughs> I love it. That's a great segment, Matt. So well, that's uh, that's the first one. That was fun. I love that. And so the one that I was going to talk about, I said it might come up about aging was La Florida Minicon. Oh yeah, because so. Way back, I, I, I remember it was 2004. I bought a box of the original uh, Florida Dominicana Lajero L400, right? From a friend of mine that was on Cigar Weekly, right? And he was a nerd anesthetist and he couldn't, he, he got really big into cigars, bought a bunch of stuff, and then kind of faded out, right? So he was selling a bunch of stuff and he gave it to me, this box at a, like an unbelievable deal. So I bought them and they were good. They were really good, but I thought, I bet these would age great. So I put them up, Asian, and I aged the hell out of them. Like, so I came back to them about, I would say, 2009, 2010, right? And he and I bought them in 2004. He had aged them already, too. They, it was like smoking notebook paper. There was nothing there. Really? Absolutely oh, wow. nothing. Yes. That's They did not age well at all. I I literally, I, I didn't even know what to do with them because I gave them to friends that like mild smokes, yeah, and they didn't like it because there wasn't flavor for them. So, yeah, honestly, don't even know what happened to that box. I know I don't have it anymore, but it just disappeared. But that one did not age well. Okay, so Coop, 
Coop I, says yeah. the Tatuaje Black Age is terrible. I I have a different experience. We can uh, we can ad- agree to disagree. That's yeah. why everybody's got different yeah different palettes. I've I've got a yeah like I said a 2018 box uh, and they're I think they're doing great personally. Yeah. So that's just my experience. Um, and that's why we do this because everybody's Absolutely. got different different. T- is it? Oh, is it? Is it? Could I think so? Is it time? It's time. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> and as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. de los muertos episode 126 garrett what do you have for us this week well first i've got cigar number two and since we were talking about it i had ah <laughs> nice i mean i was salivating don carlos had nice uh, there you yeah I'm, i right. spoke the abuelo i moved on to the abuelo oh there very we nice. go oh, very nice all right guys so good i've got a i've got a large number for us this year okay seven million people on average die from this a year globally holy cow that's one of the biggest numbers i think i think you've ever put out to us all right viewers let's uh let's guess along with ben let's guess along and play 20 questions with garrett so every year and did you say in the u.s no globally every year globally Seven million people die from this. All right. I'm going to start off with, is it a disease? It is not. It is not a parasite. Does it have anything to do with insects? It does not. Um, it has nothing to do with bugs? Yeah, does it have to do with bugs? No bugs. Are they? Are they? Are they workplace accidents? Um, they can be. They can be, but usually not. I don't think of it as a workplace accident. Okay. It is not the flu. Old age. Mark's got a great guess. That is a good guess. It is not old age. Not old age. Um, are vehicles involved? Not vehicles. What was that, Ben? Is it from falls? It is not. Bear. Hmm. Is that it? It is. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I clicked on the wrong one. Sorry. One more. Oh, here. Pollution. So, it's really f- pollution? It's pollution. Wow. Um, here's, so here's the, the thing about it is it's both indoor and outdoor pollution. Most of that statistic has to do with a mold of some kind. Oh yeah. 
Um, but air quality and pollution, air pollution, takes the lives of 7 million people every year. Holy cow. Most of those being infants and seniors. So, and, and this is like everything, like across the globe. Across the globe, from your smog-filled cities to um, uh, new construction that, uh, and I was reading some of these articles, you know, where um, a city is sprawling and they go and they bulldoze huge areas that kicks up uh, either black mold or other molds. And it just, uh, it's taken by air into these neighborhoods and any infants that have any kind of asthma or, I mean, they're just weak immune systems and it. So is, and this is, you're specifically talking air pollution, air pollution, not just like, like not water pollution. Correct. Yeah. That's, that was my next guess. It's going to be water pollution. Yeah. That's an issue. No, this is all air. Wow, that's crazy. I did not even think. Seven million people a year. Yeah. Isn't that insane? That is insane. And most of it's mold, you said. Yeah, most of that is a a mold factor. Wow. Good on you, Bear. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well done, Bear. As you're going through Hurricane Katrina, I can can understand it with black mold. I I get it. Well, and we had the... uh, the first house that my wife and I bought, which was, we bought it in 2000 and there was a, um, there was a problem with one of the, um, with one of the sump systems and we had a water backup in the basement. And that was, uh, like first thing on the list is get everything dried out so we don't have any mold problems because uh, everybody we talk to, you know, we're first time homeowners. We're young and we're thinking, man, this, you know, we'll just, we'll just get it vacuumed up and it'll be fine. There are so many people we talked to, they said, no, we bring in, you know, somebody that specializes in this kind of thing and, you know, have them really, really dry out the place. Cause otherwise mold will develop and, you don't want that, especially because, you know, we were we were on the verge of starting to have kids at that point. So it's like get it get it dried out and get a team that specializes in that kind of um, what do they call that? Rest not restoration, but uh, whatever. What is that? What do they call those teams that do a specialty cleanup or or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember now. But we hired a place like that, and they did that. And insurance took care of it, but yeah. So that was sorry. I got to get my cigar put down there so I can click on stuff. That was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right, Ben. Now we got the lightning round for you. So, if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for ten minutes, who would it be and why? Yeah. Uh... Oh man, I, I want to say Trump because that's got to be funny. So. Um, that would have to be that would be my pick. Yeah, we've that's that's been an, that, it was a popular that's been a popular answer. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know what what's going on up there. Yeah, you're either gonna laugh 
or you're going <laughs> to stand in a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question. If you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Oh, um, Man. Uh, Please say Cindy Lauper. <laughs> no. That's that's a good question. Isn't it? I love it. I would think I would probably be Wham Wake Me Up. For yes! Because listen, if you get your ass beat to that song, man, that's just humiliating. That's bad. That is fantastic. I love when Man. somebody picks a song that is not at all like a fight-related song. It's yeah. a song you would never expect to see in a fight scene in a movie, and that just it just works. That is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, how bare right, so... would you be? If you got your feet up. There. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie. Or you could score a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. Oh, man. What was that? You said hit a home run as a as what the pitcher as, as a starting pitcher as a starting pitcher. So basically, I'll be Otani. Um, I would probably say I'm a big Manchester United fan. I love football, so I would probably say the goal as a goal. That would be cool. Yeah, because Otani keeps he does the other one would be a pitcher with a home run, but Otani does it like every day, so that's not. When we had a uh, so one of the twins announcers was a former twins pitcher, Bert Blylevin. Yeah, and uh, oh he yeah, often, he often brought up the you know his stats. He only hit three home runs, you know, his entire career, and he had like a sixteen year career. So three home runs over sixteen years, but still, I mean, that's a good amount for a pitcher. It is. Yeah, but I, I like the yeah. goal is uh, the soccer goal because oh, yeah, that's that's got to be. It's got to be the most rare to have a soccer goalie send the ball all the way to the other side of the field. Yeah, because hockey, I mean, they pull the goalie quite a bit. Right. And right. It, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. I don't know hockey, so that's that was out. But, I mean, there, it's it's happened, you know, because sometimes at the end of a match, right, so they've got to get a goal to, to tie the game, especially on, like, a champions. Like, it's, it's, it's a one or done, like, when you lose or out or whatever. Right. They'll pull the goalie up, right? So if the goalie gets a ball and he kicks it, he can it can just go boom and just dribble right in because goalie's forward to add an extra striker on the goal. So it could happen. I've never yeah. seen it happen, but saying it's never happened before. Yeah, it has happened, but very few times. All right, so let's uh, let's do this week's notable smokable and as always i'm so sorry i gotta scroll through like eight thousand pictures this week uh as always notable smokables is brought to us by our friends at ace prime cigars notable cigars 
notable passion, notable purpose. So, Ben, each week we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just smoked for the first time in a long time, or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we just picked up at our local brick and mortar shop. So is there something you smoked recently that kind of fits that criteria? Hmm. <clears throat> um, I just, I just came back from Tampa and I suppose a lot of really good stuff there. Cause I went to the Dow all Tampa store and that's, that's, that was just an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. Um, man, that is tough, dude. Um, and that's what I always do too, is I, I go on probably, my phone and I look at all my pictures from recently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple that I would have, you know what? I would probably go with the rare pink. Honestly, mm. I, that was really, really good cigar. I didn't smoke that in Tampa because they're selling for like fifty bucks for some reason. I don't know why. Wow. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that that cigar was really good, and I have the because uh, the one that I had was the little best set was the best seller size, and I have a work of yep. art size. I'm not sure. I forgot what they call them in the rare piece size. I don't know if it's the same thing or not. But I have a work of art in there that. I was given to me by Jose Bond that I got to try out. Um, but that was probably the one that would just, because I was expected to be pretty good. I kind of have a Wednesday fanboy, you know? Um, but I was supposed to be pretty good, but I was really blown away by how good that star was. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm hearing that as as the, the months move on, they're getting better and better, which is crazy. Good, because I've got about probably four. the rare pink. Yeah, that's a good choice. And I, I had interesting experiences with the rare pinks where the because typically, the, you know, we we always have a, a size or a Vitola that we like the most. Um, and I I found personally the ones that I smoked, I found a, a, a pretty good uh, broad very variance between the different Vitolas and the one that and, and I even reviewed it on on how about that cigar dot com and, and forgetting right now. Uh, but, uh, the one that I reviewed on the site, which is sort of the longer, uh, sort of Lonsdale perfecto size, um, absolutely loved that. I thought, I thought it was a great, um, great version of it. Uh, Garrett, what was your notable this week? Mine was the McAuliffe Gomez Sanchez Leyenda. Ooh. Uh, it's the one that comes in the little woodbox coffin. Stupid. And those little coffins are so cool. They are because you gave so me cool. one of those cigars, and I, I, it's a really good cigar. But the coffin is so unique. Yep. It's like the cigar, the way they shape the wood. The cigar is basically trapped in there. It's a convertible coffin. Yeah. Until you, until you take off this little end piece, uh, and then the cigar comes out. Otherwise, it's it's kind of it, the way they designed it is very very unique. Yeah. Uh, and my notable this week was. The Viaje Full Moon. Uh, smoked it yesterday, watching the game uh, from my friend Raul from uh, Cigar Smokers Minnesota. Uh, and 
it's uh, i i had smoked one a couple of years ago and uh, i i'm you know full disclosure i'm not a big viaje guy but uh this it's a good blend uh so i i enjoyed that cigar uh so that was this week's notable smokables brought to you by ace prime improving lives through fine cigars visit aceprime.com to learn more so to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some cool stuff we have coming up soon we actually have a rare saturday show coming up this saturday on the 25th uh, and this is going to be at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So Saturday afternoon, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the 25th, we have Nicole and Marcel from Adventura Cigars. And we're going to be doing this awesome, cool, fun experiment with pairing different cigars uh, from their lines with different beverages on that day. Mm -hmm. So tune in for that. And then on the 27th of this month, we have none other than Rafael Nodal, from Tabacalera USA. And then we have, <coughs> excuse me, uh, on the 4th of October, we have Pete Johnson from Tatuaje Cigars. And on October 11th, we have Justo Eroa from JRE Tobacco. And more very cool stuff coming up in the month of October. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, ben, give our viewers and listeners uh, uh, the best idea where they can keep up with everything you guys have going on. Uh, at the Smoking Syndicate, and where they can find out all about that. Yeah, so we have a YouTube channel called the Smoking Syndicate that um, everybody can go there and subscribe to that. Um, every time we do a review, I post it. It's on Cigar Coop's website as well. Um, also on Instagram is Cigar underscore Ben and at the Smoking Syndicate as well. Uh, Twitter is the same. Um, and that's pretty much where you can get all that right now. Nice. Well, Ben, we can't thank you enough for being part of episode 126, uh, going through this uh, humidor experiment with us. We had a lot of fun. We hope you did too. And thank you so much for being on the show with us. I mean, thanks for having me. It was a blast. It was so much fun. Good, yeah. good, good. Well, we will definitely have you on again someday. Absolutely. Uh, for our viewers and listeners, guys, we are so grateful for you. Uh, you are the best part of How About That Cigar. Thank you so much for watching us on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure to share us out with all your friends. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so that you don't miss any time we go live so you can participate along in the comments. Follow us on Facebook uh, and also make sure that you get notifications on there when we go live. Thank you so much for listening on the audio podcast. We're available on all the major audio podcast platforms. And uh, give us a beautiful five-star rating on those platforms, if you would, please. That really helps us out a lot. Uh, guys, we're just grateful uh, for episode 126. We will see you again next time. And as always, burn cigars. Not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks we'll see everybody. you soon.